two panelists that should probably be replaced by Canadian podcasters. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Yeah. But Chris, Chris is not. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. And we promised never to talk about this. Tony, how dare you? Max had it come in for a long time, honestly. Wow. We all know. I, we I, all know Duncan's from Southern Saskatchewan. That's where that accent comes from. Exactly. Yes. I'm as Canadian as they come. Wow. wow. Is that Yorkton? I, I told you that yes. in confidence. Man. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that is honestly just really fucking happy today. On this week's episode, we of course are focusing most of our efforts on Canadian soccer and the Canadian soccer teams. Woo! Um, with a little bit of world soccer and TFC thrown in because why not? And now this week's panel. Quite pleased with Canada's performance. Say hello to Duncan Fletcher. We're all happy. Speak for yourself. Grumble, grumble. Hi, kid. I was going to say, that's the happiest grumble, grumble ever. <laughs> oh, Duncan. Uh-huh. You tried. You're so mm. adorable. Uh-huh. Giddy as hell. Welcome to Mark Hinckley. Yee-haw! It's so good. <laughs> so, so good. And yeah, yeah, you haven't heard that since we mentioned Dallas and we stopped. Um, yeah, this is good. This is very good. This is very good. I'm not... Did, okay, just just refresh my memory. How how freaked out am I supposed to be about meaningful games now with Canada? Like Ooh. really meaningful ones, Probably not those very, other ones we did in the past. Probably very freaked out. Probably very freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. We'll we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about that. It's definitely been um, a while. So excited about Canada! It's spilling over into his creativity. Welcome to Tony Walsh. Just gave myself the shock to go on. Oh, that's a lot of fingers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eight um, in the stink. What is this? This is this is Wouldn't it be seven? This is not VMP <laughs> no, after dark. It's not it a is still sunny out. Maybe yeah. six and two. Six and two. Uh, okay, that's that's doable. Six, uh, six, six and two. Six stink during the pink. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. As for me, honestly, I'm just so happy for my Voyager's family. I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now this week's show. But how many in the stink? Vanishing victims kept alive on metal examining tables. Experts baffled to survive from cough exposure to laser scalpels. Green berets growing cone heads in mechanical wombs. Radioactive constant temperatures, circular appendages, cripple star ships sending distress signals. We're not alone in the twilight zone. They weaved among the trees at breakneck speed. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Back in spiral, I roast humans like a gyro. All right. Of course, we are starting with and mostly talking about CanCon this week. And Canadian men's national team are octobound. Yay! They did it. They really, really did it. Like they actually, like they did it. For the first time in over 20 years. The Canadian men's national team is in that final tournament, you know, running that final hurdle to get to a World Cup. And, like, holy shit. Mm. And they did it Mm -hmm. fairly well. Like, it wasn't lights out or anything, but, you know, they've been doing what 
they well obviously what they've never they haven't done in over 20 years but things that we haven't seen from them in terms of how they've played and how they've kept themselves together and how they have yeah put minnows away and not played down to their opponents and kept clean sheets mm-hmm. when we didn't think they would um mm-hmm. and scored goals and brought players in and 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 it's just it's just awesome it's just <clears throat> to be fair oh no uh, already you want to- you don't talk about like, like oh, you know, this is the first time in, down to earth. Yeah, well, this is like the first time in twenty years. Blah 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 blah. This has probably been the easiest possible qualification for this stage. I feel oh, you. Know, if you know some of those other teams back in the day, if all they had to do was you know beat three shit teams, okay team and one team that's maybe a bit tricky. I think you know, one or two of them could have done it. But yes, generally. Hooray, they are doing what they should. They're crushing the minnows and they're getting decent results against the okayish teams. Now we get to see how they do against you know, teams that are on the same level or higher. And I'm very excited to find out how that goes. Are you, Duncan, Duncan, Duncan or are you just excited to be negative and, <laughs> and, and, and? Kristen, Duncan, I would know. you go as far as... I would like to um, I don't give a fuck. Mm. <laughs> the part that I don't give a fuck. Mm. Look where we are. Look where we're about to be. That shit don't happen all that often. So I don't give a fuck how we get there. I don't care who we beat. I don't care if we step on every minnow all the way up. I don't care. I don't care if countries get swallowed up into the Caribbean, you know, Caribbean Sea. I don't care. I do not care. I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I don't care. Did, if Belize just evaporated don't care if canada that gets it. don't care i know it's my number one store but my point is is that, that i don't right? care i mean I, I'm, I'm not i'm not willing to go as far as genocide for this i didn't hey whoa, whoa 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 i said nothing about genocide i was talking about natural disasters that develop entire nations my sure, but, but you're, you're talking about you know like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people being wiped out and islands just disappearing into the sea. They could move. I I didn't say they had to die. So just they're gone. Okay. It's like, it's like, it's like like the the Maldives, the Maldives in about, you know, six weeks or however long it takes the water levels to rise. They're gone. They're just going to be gone. That's just sad. It's global warming, but like they ain't going to die. They're going to be moved en masse somewhere else. They will live and on. This, the Maldives this will show got pro humanitarian crisis in a yeah, hurry. I know. <laughs> and anyway, people rely but, on. So yeah. To, 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 back to in the nineties, you were cheering for the natural disasters, weren't you? Fucking well, earthquake and avalanche. You were all well, about those guys, weren't you? Earthquake, yes. Avalanche, no. Yeah. Mm. I, had a, I had a question for Duncan before you moved on. No. Oh God. <laughs> Important. I, I, Come on, Tony. You talked about the terrible question. Well, it's no, it's not. It was. It's. It's relatable to the show. Oh yeah, I'm formula. sure. I was oh, going to ask him if he considered the three teams we beat beaten already the stink and the teams we're about no, to play the it. pink. No, fuck off. I'm, no, no, screw you both. Seriously, knock it the fuck off. Um, no. That's right. I am going to be the fun police. That is Shot correct. Jesus Christ. Ruined no, my um, I, what Mark said, this like, definitely needs a better name than the Octo or Duncan whatever. complaining about the beating. Oh, it's such an easy path. 
again, I reference the fact it's that much lower it, bar than in the past, has Canada been able to effectively beat those teams? Or have they always found a way to screw it up? They've always found a way to screw it up, no matter what the quality of the opposition was. Go back to like 2012, whenever it was, you know, they obviously beat all the, uh, the the minnows to get to the point, and then they did quite well. And then they got to the point where, uh, all right, you know, we've done this, and then now we've got to get a result against a team that's better than us. And that's when it fell apart then. But that particular qualifying cycle, they'd done all the bits that this team has done. It's just the actual qualification bit was a bit harder because it involved going through Honduras. Well, we still have to go through Honduras now, don't well, we? eventually, yes. a different section of it. Yes. Oh, Duncan. Anyway, low bar, but they fucking jumped right over it. So good for them. Thank Hooray. you. Good. That's better. Yeah. All right. So they beat Haiti. They beat Haiti twice, which mm. we I don't think I didn't. I didn't expect them to beat them both matches. Um, what was surprising was, of course, the away match. Um, the weather was in their favor. There was no monsoons. Um, and they got, you know, they got the goal. And they managed to close the match out. So they came away in control going into the match against uh, them in Chicago. Sorry, Bridgeview last night. Uh, and then part of, before that, you know, there was the really fun part where four of Haiti's players did not make the, the, the squad. They, they weren't even able to travel um, due That's to... Unfortunate, but to be fair, one of them's a goalie. I mean, how much influence is the goalie really going to have on things? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, one of their best players, if not their best player outside of Derek Etienne, and probably actually still better than him. Sorry, you, um, you, guys, you guys notice those four shadows over there? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, go um, on. Lighting. Was something to you know there's been and there's been sort of like it's gone back and forth whether it was a visa issue whether it was a covid issue whether it was both um the players seemed very angry at their federation and then their federation came out and said that canadian the csa had declared war on them <laughs> so it was extra just it was it was extra and yeah, if you if you haven't seen the statement from from Haiti's uh, football federation, uh, go find it. It's quite it's hilarious. Pretty spectacular. It is quite Canada, spectacular. Canada's national canoe was on red alert. <laughs> so you know they're coming into this match. They're they're missing some of their best players. But for me, like that was mildly concerning because it gave the Haitian team like another another reason to fight. You know, another reason to bond together and. The first half of that match, that was very evident, and, and it was evident there's some there's quality on that team, right? Like the, the game in Haiti wasn't an easy match, but the one in 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 Bridgeview was uh, the first half, especially the keeper, uh, Canadian born. Um, he uh, stonewalled, you know, you know. Now Jonathan David did help him by shooting the ball directly at him, but um, he did very well, and they as a team were you know, not giving any ground. So uh, it was a bit of a, a bit of a feisty match too. Uh, until, oh, until. I feel so bad for him. I really do. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like, I don't, wow. I don't, I, I get, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, I don't even know if I can laugh at it. Like, I'm glad, 
I was so glad that Canada oh, scored shit. two more I, goals. I Wait. still can't watch that without laughing. I that was fantastic. <sighs> yeah, feel, feel bad. Feel bad for the guy, but that is top-notch fucking comedy. I, oh like, yeah, that toe tap. That toe tap. Yes. When, uh, yeah. when that went in, when that went in, admittedly, I was, I was, my head was into Twitter, and um, the you know the the Canadians were celebrating when I looked up, and all, and uh, I, I need to like remember the name of the gentleman who does the play-by-play on audio two on one soccer. It's French. It's great. Um, uh, all, I, all he repeated it twice. Je ne crois pas. Je ne... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Incroyable. He said it twice. Yeah. And like right after and the second one was just even more exasperated. I'm like, okay, this has to be good. <laughs> and, and then it was the back pass. And then the, the first nudge was just like, oh no. And then you saw the toe tap. It was like, oh my God. Like that, that I feel like that's the type of thing that will um will end your career. Like I don't mean like he's never gonna get a job, but his head's never gonna be right after that one. That is gonna define his career. Oh, Maybe not end it, but that will define his career for yeah. the rest of his life. It's, ah, that'll live on in all sorts of oh yeah blooper reels and what and, have you. And, and no disrespect to uh, that. No disrespect to that guy. Like like honestly, shit. Like shitty things happen, and I don't like it when it happens to them. However, I'm surprised that it wasn't a Canadian player that that happened to. I feel like, the, <laughs> especially the men's national team, that would be a gaffe that we would see hat like we'd see happen at some, maybe not at the men's senior level, but like, oh look what look at this match from the uh, under 19 World Cup in uh, in southern Ooh. France. Here's this keeper. His career's over. Watch this and just fuck. Yeah, it's you know, Tristan Henry against that Haitian team. Oh, yeah. That, that times a thousand. Yeah. It's... But, yeah, I mean, it, it could have been. Apparently, it was like John Herdman was interviewed amidst today's Euro coverage, and apparently it's like Milan Boyan was saying, okay, like this pitch is like the goal mouth is shit and it's like full of divots and bobbles. Do not fucking pass the ball back to me because yeah. he was scared of this happening. And then... So, you know, I guess they managed to avoid that in the first half. And then within 40 seconds, it happened to that poor guy. Yeah, it had something to do with them taking penalty practice. Um, and so they were, and, and, and that, was, that was the issue, or that was part of it, is that they were, they were tearing up the, the six-yard box during that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I still, I, but I was, I was so happy that they scored two more goals so that it felt... Yeah. Yeah, it's not just that goal. That was the whole it, thing that ruined Haiti. Exactly. It, like it. Well, they were they were the winning door. anyways because Haiti had to Haiti had to win the match in order to because Canadian were in control. But yeah, for that particular match, it was kind of like, please don't let this be the way it ends, please, pretty please. This will just feel wrong for so very long. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so again, and so you know, again, credit to Haiti for not putting their heads down after that and just being like, all right, take it. We hate you. We don't want to play anymore. Um, they certainly were still in it. Uh, I think it was, it was the second half that Etienne had a, had a shot go off the, off the post, right? Or was that the first half? I may have missed. I don't remember. It was first half. Anyway, but they still, again, they were still involved. They were still in it. Um, 
Kyle Lahren's goal after his several misses. Kyle, you were testing me. Um, very nice goal. I, I feel like uh, Jonathan David was, oh, yes. was, was missing more than Lahren tonight. Oh yes, night. but but, David, but I, David, I don't have I don't I don't have a history David, with just like David. David. <laughs> Remi- just doesn't it doesn't fit the Chris and Noel's narrative. No, no. Uh, re- remind remind me, um, uh, Doug, if in case I forget to uh, just record the audio of the French guy next time. <laughs> I'll have a whole soundboard ready to go. Oh, it's fun. amazing! It's fun. Just like I was, I was then, happy that I figured out where on my of Roku remote, the button was that would give me that option. It took me about half an hour, but I got mm-hmm. there. And yeah, his his reaction to that thing where David had three shots in a row saved was very entertaining. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was so good. The call was excellent. David. This is fun. Um. Yeah, so, so Kyle Lahren, nice goal. Junior Hoylett, nice goal. Um, ultimately, 3-0 win. 4-0 on aggregate. Candid fans. Um, which is fucking brilliant. Lots of celebrating all over social media. Um, after the match, I will say the uh, um, Milan Borian's, uh, whatever speech he was giving to the players uh, on the pitch after the match is, is now on instagram or on twitter or whatever so if you want to know what he said it's out there um they originally they were like it was, it's a lot of swearing so they just had to you know go in and bleep everything but um <laughs> theo corbiano had his instagram live on from the locker room after the match which was <laughs> hilarious so a lot of a lot of potentially underage drinking but um, they all just they were, they, <laughs> at one point at one point he's like he's like I should probably turn this off. Does anyone know how to end this? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, oh, I'll just leave it on for a while longer. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, definitely be happy for Boyan. I mean, you know, there's a lot of young kids that are in this team now. It's like, yeah, you haven't struggled, you haven't suffered. Boyan, yeah, he's been through a lot. So he's, he's, him. he's seen some things. He's seen things. <laughs> At the start of his career, he saw some shit. Yep. <laughs> that awkward transition from. Our golden generation to these guys, <laughs> and I mean some of the some of these guys are still here, but they've grown up. Yeah, but still, he's been to Nam, <laughs> Suriname. He's been to Suriname. <laughs> oh dear. So some questions then about yeah. all of this. Head False. That's that is correct. Pink. Um, so, Forty-two. <laughs> that's always the answer. So large. Can I answer? Can I answer? Can I ask a question? Aruba. Jamaica. Jamaica. Hmm. So Canada had two matches against Haiti with pretty close to what would be their top, their top team, their top side, you know, missing a couple players um, that may or may not. Again, I expect Ativa probably who knows what's happening with Scott Arfield. Um, but otherwise, that's, that's 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 this is like pretty close to the best of the best for uh for canada is the way they played against haiti good enough or did they have to spend the next two and a half months you know in camps or you know individually you know, on zoom calls whatever 
raising, you know, raising their game up another level? Or did they, did they leave something in the tank already? Do you think? Well, A, I don't want to put them in the camps. You're a monster. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's very hopeful the way they play. They play a style that's finally, um, you know, after many years of Canada watching is, is pleasing to watch for the most part. You know, they play some, some good flowing football and that's fun to watch. Uh, but opposition needs to be taken into account. They're suddenly going to play teams who are far more uh, capable of attacking. So, you know, if you look at the team, I think most people would agree that going into these matches, even the fear was that the defense wasn't uh, necessarily a strong point. Now, some of the players who, you know, made some appearances uh, acquitted themselves really nicely, but um, they're probably going to have to find a way to uh, handle facing firepower and transitioning that back into counterattacking, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be kind of fascinating to see. I mean, if you look at the, oh, yeah, Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David and Ray, it's all fun and games, but all right. How is like, Davies going to be playing when or he's is it against teams that are much better than, uh, much, that's harsh, but better than Canada? And there's a lot of defending to be done. And you obviously look at his Bayern Munich career, very rarely has to come up against that kind of thing. And you know, this last year or so for Canada, yeah, you know, we've seen him be very, very productive and entertaining and fun against teams worse than him, you know, when it's the other way around and all of a sudden, hmm, all right, you're now playing for the, the team that's having to defend a lot. Is he going to be uh, be able to have as much of an impact as he has? I don't know. Well, I think since you brought up Alfonso Davies, the one thing that, um, especially out, out of the Haiti series, is that obviously opposition teams in CONCACAF are now a little more aware of him and aware mm. that he is, he is, he is, he is the player to target. And he was wearing, you know, multiple Haitian players uh, throughout both series, but especially last night uh, as they, you know, did a pretty effective job of, you know, lessening his involvement and his ability to, uh, to get down the pitch, to you know, put balls in that sort of thing, which did allow other players to you know to step in instead. But something he's not necessarily used to, I don't think. You know, you look at the how you know in the Bundesliga style of play is a bit different. Also, um, you know, hey, everybody shitload of good players. Every, exactly, just everybody's mm-hmm. just really good, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. I just I, I found that part to be an interesting thing. And I'm, you know, just curious to see and sort of looking forward to see how he changes his game a little bit to adjust for that and how they adjust on the pitch to account for that. Mm-hmm. Well, one nice thing, I mean, which is a, a new luxury for Canada in, in the past in qualifying teams, you know, we may have had one or two players who were uh, a danger to the opposition. So really you only had to, if they could, uh, if they could eliminate the effectiveness of one of those players and they pretty much, they had neutralized Canada. It's not so much the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Now those players have to step up, but now you've got three or four other, you know, so if, if you, if a team wants to concentrate too much on 
um, neutralizing Alfonso Davies, then they probably end up opening up Jonathan David or someone like that. So yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a nice addition for us. Well, that was like the win, the one Suriname match, you know, when they, when Herdman started sort of a, a younger, less experienced or less star powered filled 11. And then to have the luxury to bring on Jonathan David and Alfonso Davies and so on towards the end of the match, just because he has them and they could, you know, it was like, oh, well, let's just bring on these guys just for, just for shiggles, you know? So the, yeah, that's something, and, and, and in a game in which they had control, but to have that ability is, is so different. It, and it feels, it feels very strange when, when watching Canada. I feel like either David or Laren or Cavallini, whoever is yeah. actually going to be up front, uh, going to have to be you know, taking chances at a, a good rate, which I can feel like over oh, like the motions just the, the Suriname game and even like the Haiti games. It's like, uh, I feel like they're missing a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like Jonathan David, I, mean, I kind of used to that with Kyle Lahren. He probably scored more than I was expecting. But I feel like Jonathan David, I'm used to, like, oh, no, he's really fucking good. And he just doesn't fucking miss. He'll score all the time. And just, yeah, he, no, uh, you're, you're missing quite a bit here. That's oh, not yeah, good. No. Yeah, a couple of those in close ones, I was surprised too. I was like, this is like your bread and butter. This is what mm. you do against much better opposition. So, yeah, no, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. I don't disagree. Main, the main worries are obviously the defense, though. Yes. Um, so we talk about, you know, like the, con the, the, the composition of the teams and there's, you know, there's core group and then there's, you know, there's the players that have been a little bit interchangeable. Some new players have come to the forefront uh, over the last few matches uh, in, in, this, in this cycle. Is there anyone, like, for you – who has sort of come forth, like, like emerged from being like, oh, right, this guy. I, you know, either you didn't have an impression of, of them before or your expectation was just like, okay, sure, they're on the team, whatever. But wow, they've really impressed me. I, I, I won't go as far as like a huge wow, but I had very, uh, admittedly, very little knowledge of Scott Kennedy before mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. um, and, I'll say wow. Yeah, no, wow. Let's let's you know let's uh, you know temper it with opposition still, uh, you know. Um, but hey, he did he did the job he was called on for, and uh, yeah, hopefully he can take that to the next level when the opposition becomes stronger. Uh, but yeah, for for me, I I knew very little about him going in, so that was good. Very pleasant surprise. Very solid. Mike Egg, I did best. A defender that I, I like that style of defender. So agreed with what my steamed colleague said. Scott so Kennedy. steamy, so steamy. Mm. I'll 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 agree as well. Um, I'll also double steamy. Yeah, well, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll throw in for um, Kyle Aaron, and that's just because I don't rate him as highly as the world tends to rate him like I, when he on like when he was in when he was in orlando i'm like okay i guess he's doing okay good for him like happy for him genuinely oh he's he's going to turkey he's going to get found out oh well he had a good run and then he didn't get found out okay but we've seen what he looks like when he puts on a canada shirt not the most convincing 
okay all right so like basically it was a case of i had low expectations for him because i've seen him disappoint me regularly and i'm it's it's wow it's like oh okay you are the real deal or at least you you're at least demonstrating that you could be the real deal so i know it's 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 kind of it's kind of a um it's it's a bit of a cop-out but honestly like Seeing him like it's to the point where it's like I'd rather see Junior Hoylet get subbed on before him, or like start ahead of him. Like that's how that's where my level of expectation is for Laren. So I'm glad I'm wrong, and I'm glad he's doing well, and I'm glad he's taking his success at the club level against all odds and logic, and he's bringing it over <laughs> here. So. Yep. I look forward to him and David just being it's like eventually overtaking Di Rosario and then just being sort of one and two and just going back and forth for like the next decade as far as like who's the Canada's all-time leading goal scorer. And yeah, because it seemed like David just kind of came out of nowhere and overtook Laren no fucking problem. And now, oh, Laren's kind of caught up again and now here <laughs> they are. So I hope they go back and forth. And, you know, just imagine the fun that Gareth Wheeler is going to have you know, next time, you know, sometime in the future, we're playing some qualifying game against some shit team and they're scoring a hat-trick each. And every time somebody scores a goal, oh, my God, he now becomes the greatest Canadian scorer ever. And like four or five times within the same game. You know, I, I look forward <laughs> to that kind of thing. I just, I, I just because you say that, I hadn't thought about that. I sort of wonder and, and kind of hope that, they, that behind the scenes that they have like a, a friendly rivalry about it. Kind of mm. like, oh, you're number one right now, eh? Okay, we'll wait till the next game sort of thing. Like, mm. I, I kind of hope that they do that. And I, yeah. I, I would be delighted if they did. We've got um, a decade of that ahead of us. Oh, beautiful. A decade of it. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, for me, yeah, Scott Kennedy really, really, really impressed me. Um, and But this one, and I guess people would be like, how did you not know? But it's someone I hadn't really focused on, but really stood out for me the last two, three matches um was Ustakio and agreed he was very very good um and I think a big reason that they uh were able to uh to stay in control to be tidy um yeah he was he was delightful to watch he did so many good things um that I have uh, one I have one problem with him okay is that no matter if he's on screen, his name is said, my brain just screams pistachio. <laughs> Fine. And that's on me. But still, <laughs> yeah, that's partially on him too. Anyway. I'm sure um, you could admit to such a unique learning disability. I'm, I'm proud of you. You're brave. And I support you, Tony. I have nuts lexia. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to go with pistachio for the name of the show. Um, and then I was also, and I know you're all going to be shocked when I say how pleased I was that uh, Danielle Henry did well over these last two matches. Who's he? Um, and that, uh, you know, he, you know, he was mentioned by Herdman for for his performance at the back and helping, um, being a, a, you know, a calming influence back there. Um, and just helping sort of solidify the defense, which again is something that over the last year or so has been a concern looking at looking at Canada squad because it seemed very, very front heavy. It's very top laden, right? And the defense was starting to become 
a questionable thing. So with the inclusion of, of Kennedy, with the inclusion of, of Daniil Henry working with Vittorio, um, Alistair Johnston's emergence, who's been doing, you know, playing very well. Um, you know, Richie Larea didn't play last night, but I don't really think we felt, I don't think the team felt lost for not having him out there. Um, so there are, you know, there's some options and, and to have the defense start to look more cohesive, look more complete um, when, you know, before it was just like, okay, good. They can score goals, but can they, you know, stop shipping them right now? The answer is yes. And yes, sure. You have to look at opponents, but to have that even as a confidence builder and as something to build upon for the team going forward, going into the Octo, I think that's a huge, huge thing. So I have, I have a question about this though. Um, is Stephen Caldwell responsible for this? Because he's one of the coaches and that's what he does. And is Stephen Caldwell quality? Um, you know, there, there has been, at the very least, quality results from the defence uh, throughout this World Cup qualifying. Can't argue with that. Um, again, you know, let's see how they do against the good teams before we fully judge anything. But sure, it, he you know, presumably knows what he's doing. He's played at a reasonable level. I imagine he's gone and got himself coaching certificates by now. I don't know, but presumably he has. So. Sure, good for you. Stephen, well done. Thanks for helping out. And presumably he's helped, but who knows? Yeah, he's again Herdman Herdman did take a minute to to mention him um in one of his interviews. Name uh, so name dropper, yeah. Herdman's just dropped. Yeah, that's oh, all he's he, doing. Yeah, just the, all over the place. Who else who else <laughs> you know, John? Huh? <laughs> well, he knows he, he smet Christine Sinclair. Oh, he's <gasps> but it is like i'm I'm finally starting to get used to seeing stephen caldwell on the sidelines with the canadian coaching staff this first few times it was just it was very jarring and just kind of it just made me laugh right like what's stephen caldwell doing there but yeah he's been involved in a, a lot of you know he was involved in oakville soccer that sort of thing so yeah he's definitely been getting his badges and it's it's an interesting evolution, I think, for 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 him. Um, but Canada defensively competent due to due to Stephen Caldwell in part. I just find it I just find the whole thing fascinating. Against a certain level of team. Yes. yes. I did Keeping say that. It real. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna qualify it nonstop. It's gonna the be dunk so much fun. <laughs> Is there any, we were talking about players that we were impressed by that sort of like, and you know, we're kind of like maybe surprised by or whatever. Are there any players that you were disappointed by in this cycle? That's kind of like, you know what, you're all right, but I expected mm. more. Maybe this is harsh and locally it's going to sound harsh. And I know he's coming off injury, yep, but exact same Asori- thing. Yep. Asorio, yeah. That's mine as well. Seemed maybe a little, uh, I, I, at times Invisible. didn't know what he was bringing to the table. Yeah. Like a little one-dimensional. I don't know. No, I agree. That's that's the first one that comes to mind for me as well. Would it be mean to say Jonathan David? 
Interesting. I, you know, good player, happy that he's out there, but if we're going to talk about, is he disappointing a little bit within this whole cycle of games? It's fair enough. A little bit, yes. I mean, he got the, I think he missed the first couple of games. He got a hat-trick against Aruba or whatever it does. But yeah, these games against the Haiti, and it's like, yeah, so there's a lot of times, sort of, oh, he's kind of like one on three with the goalie and uh, he's just kind of hit it straight up the goalie. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, happy he's there, would not in any way be calling for any kind of you know, drop him or anything, but I don't feel like he was as lethal as I was expecting over these games. I don't think that's completely unfair. Uh, I, 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 feel, I feel like, you know, being in the bubble that we are, that, you know, when, when a Canadian does well, we all of a sudden become his biggest fans, you know, and that's, and that's, that's fine. Mm. And him, him coming from relative obscurity, like four years ago, who, who, who was he? And then, Oh, he's doing really well in, in Belgium. And he, wow, huge money deal, huge money deal to Leo. Holy shit. Well, Oh, and now he struggled. Like we fucking knew the entire path of his, of the last three seasons, because we're like, Hey, this is new and exciting. And, now he's he's a part of the machine that is Lille, and and good for him because I was I was nervous for him, and ended the season brilliantly. Championship notwithstanding, he did very well. But as the season mm-hmm. progressed to the point where it's like, okay, he's now justifying why they spent the cash they did. Yeah, he just yeah he yeah. was scoring at will by the end of the season. So and and he he definitely showed flashes at like that predatory you know, skill that you need is up front. But at the same time too, there was a couple like, you're, you're a lethal striker. Are you like, Ooh. like it was, well, I, I expected, I think I expected a little more out of him. And, and I, I feel like if I, and this is, I really wasn't looking to qualify your initial arguments dunk because I really like my, I don't give a fuck stance. But given this, no, given don't, the, don't help him. No. Given the given the opposition, I expected Fox more. Is. I expected more killer instinct. Like I find it funny that that, and no disrespect intended to to Suriname and and Haiti and 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 the other opposition, but I find it I find it odd that that uh, you know he can do it on a cold night in Saint Etienne. <laughs> But is Senetien's defense really that much on you know that much worse than Suriname? Than I Haiti? Like, it's hard against Suriname. That's but that's no, but what but like I expected more floodgates mm. from him. Like, All right, the, the, I have I'm, a question. Then. Okay, like, I have, I have a fair, question. I, I, I also expected that, and the reason I expected that is because he has demonstrated it many times the last couple of years or so he's been fucking lights out and that that's that's what i yes. was kind of hoping for and now he was like oh you kind of played like 2019 2020 kyle warren this last couple of weeks all right hmm. well before we consign 21 year old emerging striker <laughs> to the dust heap he's hardly, finished hardly well apparently <laughs> according to mark and duncan he is um, oh, yeah. i want to see, see how mark's argument stands no, up against no 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 I have, a qu- I have i have a question that mm. that follows up to this so between jonathan david and jonathan osorio 
which one of those players do you want starting? Which one are you willing to sit and have someone else take their place right now? Oh, come on. Is oh, that, that a question? That's easy. Yes. That's easy. That's uh, David uh, always plays. Okay. Yes. So yes. If, if Jonathan David <laughs> always plays, then just cool your jets. No, no, and then sorry, sorry. I'm, it's kind of like if I'm expecting somebody to be revving at a hundred percent every game, kit like just knocking goals all over the park. Why did it look like it was eighty? And the thing is that it's still high. Don't get me wrong. He he did great. He did great. But if he ended up this this entire cycle with an extra goal per game, I also would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. Which is an amazing tally. It's a crazy tally, but that's kind of where I was at. It's like, okay, like he, and, and I also accept the fact that while he's been playing against better opposition in France, that would almost be week to week. So I'm also willing to say that maybe he's this good, if not better, when we do play better opposition, he's challenged more. He's not necessarily, I don't want to say phoning it in, but there might be a, well, I've, I've seen this guy play for whatever reason in whatever league like I'm not, I'm not too concerned. And he goes in and gives him a little too much credit or not enough credit. And he's just getting stymied a little more where he would normally score. Uh, like, it's just, I was expecting a better output. I don't think he's crap. I, that's not what it says, Kristen. That's not what it meant, Kristen. <laughs> I, I, I expect, I, I genuinely expect what, what his hit rate is now is going to continue through the next round, if not better. I just was expecting him to smash all the goals against the crap teams. Sorry, guys. Mm. But, and then kind of taper off to this level against that equal slash better opposition. Right. Yeah. I was, I was hoping it had beaten fucking Dero by now. <laughs> yes, I do. I do know you had that. You had that hope, Duncan. I do know that. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that at the end of the uh, end of the book where he, where Dero actually <laughs> says, I hope he beats me. <laughs> um, all right. So I do, before we, I've got a couple more questions, then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to sort of, we're going to transition slightly out of this, but not really. Um, but it's only been an hour. Come on. I know. Let's, let's kick it. <laughs> 40 minutes. The, the unfortunate goalkeeping catastrophe for the. I think you mean hilarious. Um, hilarious, unfortunate, mm. tragic comedy, tragic comedy, uh, goalkeeping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a suggestion online that this was points shaving and being Canadian soccer supporters and having had that affect Canadian soccer at least once or many, many times in the past. Um, I don't know. Does anyone feel like that has legs? Like I, no. I, nah, I don't I, think so. Like, nah. like I, I feel like I have a pretty good, good like radar, not radar for like, oh, I can tell for sure, but like my suspicion level would immediately go up. I did not think, oh, he bungled that on purpose. I just thought, oh, that is just like all of the worst things that could ever happen to you all happening at once. Yeah. Because no, you I don't mean, put... go ahead. No, I was gonna say when I first saw that suggestion, I was like, you know, for a second I was like, oh, yeah, that's uh Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something there to it. But then I thought about all the opportunities where he made uh, pretty decent saves in the first, in the first half. half. I was like, yeah, exactly. well, you could have, 
Yeah, you could have easily uh, <laughs> let no. one of those pass you by and then not raise and any suspicion. no one could question yeah. it, yeah. exactly. He could have let in duh. He could have let in twa. It would have been fine. <laughs> this Especially duh. Oh, my gosh. Duh. Duh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But like, duh was the shit. But the thing is, he made he made saves. He, yeah. yeah. To, to, to think that this is the time for him to shine and get his get his due, that seems pretty um, absurd. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... unless someone unless someone had a wager on comedy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got to say, I, I I doubt he could actually replace that if if he even tried. I I seriously don't think that you know. All right, I'm going to swing at the ball and miss it, and then kind of run back and swing at the ball and miss it again because this time I suddenly nudged it away from it with my standing leg. I I generally don't feel like he could do that again. Exactly. Like, how do you set up for that? Unless unless the defender's in on it too, deliberate. right? Like, how many players are involved in this on the Haitian team, right? Like, it just yeah. No, I that was that so. was the best. That was the best leg sweep and toe tap since Kidden mm-hmm. plays house party. Think hurt nobody. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, okay. I just, I was just curious to see what you guys thought. We, I was talking about it in a different thread last night and everybody was the same way. They're like, no, no, no. And not because we're naive, but just there were better opportunities yeah. to if let you're a goal go- If you're a goalkeeper, yeah, you can throw a game or a goal, whatever the, the bet in question yeah. might have been, without completely fucking humiliating, humiliating yourself, yeah, yeah, and destroying your career, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, did this game or this, this cycle, these last few games, um, or even the last year, just heading into uh, the Octo, does this alleviate concerns you have about John Herdman as the men's coach, because not everyone's a fan of his being in charge of the men's program. There have been questions, especially leading back to the 2019 Gold Cup um, and the game against Haiti, but also some lineup selections and such. Um, and occasionally he still throws out kind of a, a bit of a random lineup. And he did that at least once during this qualifying cycle. It was like, what you doing, John? John, what's going on? Um, but considering how the team has overall performed, um, how, you know, we've got players who have, you know, filed one-time switches, who have come to the program um, that, you know, you didn't think we didn't expect to get, didn't expect to see suit up for Canada. Um, has this changed your opinion of him if you had a lower opinion of him some people are big fans of his um but i feel like we sort of discussed being kind of like eh, on herdman in a lot of cases a uh, bit of a theme really on all these questions for me and it's again don't roll your eyes it's gonna be the uh, next next opposition uh you know he's had a bit of a charmed life as a coach with the Canadian women's team and for the most part with the Canadian men's team as far as opposition goes and when it has when the pressure has gone on I think the the women's world cup would like to enter the chat all right yeah but was that him or was that the fact that other countries caught up to Canada pretty damn fast Mm -hmm. I, I I tend to lean towards that part that the caught the cut being being able to catch up 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, I think people, well, that, that's a different topic, but uh, the perception of Can- the Canadian women's national team at that world cup was probably uh, still stuck in when, when Canada was one of the top five nations in women's football. Anyway, a different topic. Um, I want to see him when the pressure is really on with this team, which it will be in the octagonal. Um, you don't, you don't think this was pressure? Not as much as he's about to face. No. Canada hasn't I, I, made I, it I, to I think, this level of world cup qualifying in over 20 yeah, I, years. I understand That's a that, lot but of pressure. This, but I, yeah, I understand that. But this Canadian team, this should be the new normal. This should not be, I mean, it's great. It's we're happy. We're celebrating. It's great. It's been a long time, but this should, this should no longer be a surprise or, or a, a goal. This should be an automatic with, with this, with the mm-hmm. kind of talent that the country is producing, mm-hmm. uh, it's, you know, um, I mean, really, they should be getting themselves into uh, the point where their coefficient uh, takes them out of this stage, you know, and they're, they're up in the, however it works with the automatic, you know, going to the oct- octagonal. Um, but to, for me, yeah, it, it'll be very interesting to see how he reacts and coaches this team when they have to make a lot of changes on the fly a lot of different preparations for some really strong sides and how things will change mid-match. Likely for the negative in Canada, like, you know, when they have to fight back or hold on to a lead against one of the teams that are more their equals, you know. That, that, to me, that's, I think, that's maybe going to be the test of him as a coach. As far as the other stuff of getting players to join, yeah, that's, that's good. That's all good stuff. Um, I, I think... You know, that, that has a lot to do with the program, not necessarily only him, but uh, as far as coach goes, yeah, I, I want to see how his medal is tested coming up in the next however many months it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think to go back to anything when he was uh, with the women's team, there was a general sense, it seemed to be, uh, yeah, he'll kind of do what needs to be done and get the job done against perhaps the sort of lesser teams. But, you know, what was their record against the, you know, other teams within the top 10? It was just like, eh, it's not great. Um, you know, the offset to that would be, you no, know, two bronze Olympics medals, which were um, surprising, perhaps. And, you know, definitely... Yeah, that suggests, oh, all right, there is little time here. They, that is a, a rising to the occasion kind of moment. It didn't happen at World Cup, really, but two separate Olympics, like that did uh, happen. So it, it's it's difficult to say exactly. But um, yeah, I, I don't think we've really got to the point yet where we can really sort of definitively say anything. I think you know, this thing of like beating Haiti, to go back to the women's team, this is the equivalent of, all right, well, in the CONCACAF semifinals, we beat Mexico, and that qualifies us for the Olympics. Hooray. Of course. I mean, they, they should absolutely be beating Mexico. Same thing, they absolutely should have been beating Haiti. Was it a, you know, guarantee? No. So, you know, I don't want to say it means nothing, but it's like, wait, yeah, you've, you've done what you should have done, which is perhaps a step up from Canada in the past, but perhaps, um, you know, is it to the point where, oh, holy shit, we are like, consistently punching above our weight? Canada, you know, we haven't, so hopefully that will happen. Hasn't happened yet and never really happened when he was with the women's team either. Mark, do you want to wait in on this or? 
Um, you don't have to. No, yeah, okay. no. Honestly, honestly, I I feel I feel like I I feel like like I lean heavily towards Tony's sentiment and Duncan kind of polished it off. If 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 I I feel like I feel like he's. What, okay, so the, the level of sustained keep... pressure he's about to face, he's never mm-hmm. faced before, at least not in the men's game. And I would I would dispute not in the women's game either. And that's not to say that the women like the women were better or anything like that. It's more in the sense like with the women's team, I kind of felt like there were games that there was a 50-50 chance that Canada would win and they get a draw or they'd lose. All these are all looking up. Like bottom looking up. There's no you can't really go, oh, you know what? There's a 50-50 chance we can beat, you know, Jamaica. Well, not not as history shows, we're the underdogs right across the board. So this is going to, like, I mean, this is going to be his, I know it gets bandied about, it's, this is going to be his legacy. So we'll find out, we'll find out pretty quick in the 14 games, because, I mean, they're coming fast. Ooh. But, we're, like, we'll find out really quick if this is, if there if there's a master tactician in there that's going to you know steal a couple points or if we're just we're over we're over hopeful that we are not the like we we're we're mislabeled that we, as like the coefficient says as tony was bringing up we should be we should be in that conversation of getting the bye to the last stage instead of this is where we are okay and so but what I want to sort of want to circle back, just kind of what I'm taking from everybody's sort of answers are that this hasn't changed your opinion of Herman as a coach. Not yet, no. Which is which is what I was asking, and and you all just spent like time running him down, which was yeah. Fun, have you met us? Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I I'm I I kind of I kind of feel like like I will say I will say that. This my, my opinion is, is is more favorable now than it was when they started this qualification. And really because it's that I've mentioned this before, where Canada always seems lesser than the sum of its parts, and now that pendulum's starting to swing the other way. Like I'm starting to feel like, no, you know what, together like this is a cohesive team. This is 11, 18, 26 players actually all pulling in the right direction. It's not perfect, but that didn't always look like that. And you could, and we'd, you'd get exposed by lesser teams. You know, we'd beat a team, we'd beat one of the random Caribbean nations, but we also concede two goals. Is that, is that the sign of, of any kind of strength or dominance? Like that, it's that kind of thing, right? It, they, mm-hmm. they look like they're all going in the correct unified direction. And I can't say I've seen that in the last 10 15 years like there were there were fleeting moments of brilliance gold cup yeah i know i was there we saw that i'm just talking about for a sustained period of time mm. i like this i genuinely do like this but i feel like we're also we've been so under under meeting expectation there's there's yeah, we've been really underserved good. yeah it's been underwhelming absolutely yeah but i also like, but i also don't think we were running him down by any means i, I think we just don't know <laughs> i i i have a hot like basically why can't you be giddy tony why can't we all be giddy <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't know know 
even, I don't even want you to be giddy. I just occasionally would like more than three seconds of sustained positivity. I, I, I get that you guys like to be cynical and, no, no, and, no, and no, that sort not, of thing, no. but you feel like you, you just... That wasn't for five cynicism. seconds, can you appreciate what he's done with this squad? And I'm not saying he's not he's not infallible i have plenty of criticisms when it comes to herdman i do um but but I, but but it's not putting him down if we say i i don't quite know yet i don't quite know yet if if he's a, a good coach or not and I, I i don't think the challenges he's faced with canada so far are, are enough to prove that and the ones where we point out that may have been counted as failings like, you know, uh, you know, he necessarily wasn't, didn't show a great, but it's a hard job too. You know, he's, yeah, it's definitely, sure. he's definitely been put in charge during a, a big transition time for Canada, which includes uh, to his luck, the, the sudden uh, wealth of, of uh, high quality players that this country has not really seen before. But I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not putting him, I'm, I'm not honestly wasn't running him down, but I don't think this yet, to me, as happy as I am that that they're going on, is enough to prove to me good, good, bad, or indifferent yet. I have okay. a higher expectation for Canadian football is really what it is. And mm-hmm. until a manager gets it to um, what I would deem an acceptable level of respectability, which we're heading so towards. What is that? Is, 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 is getting to the World Cup? Because five years ago, getting Canada to the hex would have like crowned Honestly, that coach king. Honestly, getting to the hex. I don't have to get to the World Cup. Well, we've just like done to, that. I no, yes, but I'd like but to then, be regularly then. part of the conversation where it's like, ooh, Canada could actually really legit make the World Cup, and not in the everybody gets a chance to qualify sense. What I'm saying, what I want is, I expect Canada to be at least higher in stature football wise than they are and that's not a herdman issue that's a csa issue and that's been forever sustained and herdman is pulling us in the right direction so my if i have a disappointment in my voice in my tone towards herdman it's because we ain't there yet but i would have also had that same tone for any gaffer that was in that seat any one of them I don't care yep. who it is. If it's Stephen Hart okay, again, because I was asking specifically about this because there were so many questions when he was appointed the head coach because he was going to leave Canada, take off whatever. Some people talk about the, you know he blackmailed the CSA into being a coach. Who knows? But you know, two and a half, three years later, two and a half years on, you know they're going to the next level, the the, the highest they've been. Yes, whatever against lesser lights, blah blah blah. Um, playing decent soccer again. It's not lights out soccer. It's not like, oh my God, these guys are, this is the most incredible team yet, but there's potential for that there. Um, I was just curious to know if he was like more accepting because there's still people that are going to have problems with him. And again, like I said, I still have problems with the way he coaches. Um, so I get that. I do. And I do want to see what happens in the Octo. I absolutely do. And I, that will be a real measure for him, of him. Um, I think what Mark said was, was right though. It doesn't really matter like who was in there. The, the problem, you know, and yes, it's great to celebrate where we are now, but this should be the last time we celebrate this, really. Really? We shouldn't always celebrate getting to this level? No, we, we should, should, be, we should, we should be We should be there automatically in the future. Okay. If, it, if it's going to be an, an eight-team thing, yeah. then yeah. yeah, we should be doing this. Okay. If qualifi- qualification no, is going to be the same as it was this year, we should absolutely be doing that every fucking time. It should be mm-hmm. Canada, it should be U.S., Mexico, Canada, and other other 
country in that, like, really that top yeah. four. Yeah. We should be in that top four. That's, that's my – not via ego. I just feel like why shouldn't we? And that's obviously been a question that's often been asked over the last 35 years. So, At the level we're developing top league talent – um, then yeah, that should be the that should be the uh, the norm going forward. Whether Herbman is the guy long term to foster that talent, we're about to find out. I think it'll be mm-hmm. and it'll be very interesting because uh, and I'm not trying and please don't take this as a negative or naysayer, but it would be very interesting if Canada doesn't succeed in this and there are loud questions about Herbman. Does the Canada national men's national team job suddenly become a more attractive option for a team that will be in the next World Cup? and suddenly has access to players like Alfonso Davis and Jonathan David. A question for another day, but of interest. Okay. I'm, I'm just sad we don't have uh, that Doc Ock, I, I can't remember what his last name was, to, to, mm-hmm. go, in, to go into the octopus. <laughs> Octavio, whatever his name was, would have been very useful for this. Yes. All right. Um, well, so we're talking about the, the, the next thing because we, we haven't been able to talk about the next thing for 24 years. Um, is the, And it's not the hex, it's the octagonal, but we'll take it. And it is starting in September and mm. it is going to be a hot mess. Because it's going to be awesome, Kristen. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited and looking forward to this. Oh my God, shut up, you liars. This is going to be amazing. Did you guys watch My Octopus Teacher? It's going to be just like that. (laughs) It's going to be... 14 games against good quality opposition, half of them in hostile grounds. This is going to be fantastic for the future of Canada, whether we qualify or not. I am here for it. As am I. My concern with it, and I think with many people, is how compressed the schedules are. Because they are cramming in a ton of games in very short times. Um, So most of the dates have been released. And uh, you can find them on the CONCACAF website. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them uh, all over the place. But the the beginning of this is, is in September, right at the beginning of September. Uh, so September 2nd, September 5th, and September 8th. So we've got two home games, sandwiching, and away game. So it's all of, the, all of the matches for each cycle. So the same thing in October. Like every match is, is, is three days apart. That's how it's set up. So it's going to be fast, fast turnarounds. Um, and uh, they're going to have to be, you know, really – you know, the, the trainers are going to have to be on point for this mm. for the next nine months, you know, so don't take TFC trainers. It is um, going to be very challenging because I'm sure, you know, all the various clubs, you know, is uh, Besiktas going to be loving the idea of Atiba Hutchinson playing three 90-minute games in the space of like a week? Yep. And then we send him back off? No. Exactly. I mean, Bayern Munich probably isn't even fucking happy about that, about Alfonso Davis. Never mind yep. fucking old man Atiba. Although now that we're coming, we're coming out of, we're coming out of slowly coming out of the pandemic, um, hopefully, um, like there are, there are rules around international breaks, right? Yeah, but those are, 
I know. I mean, we, we know what clubs do with those rules. I, I know that, but there's there's going to be less of a less of a at least a less of a pandemic leg to stand on. We hope in terms of holding players back. Um, but sure, no, that's and that's a huge question. And that you know we haven't even talked we haven't even talked about the Gold Cup. Um, but we've got, like I said, these 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 compressed matches. And something else we're also probably not really going to talk about today because we'll be here for another two hours is where the Canada matches, the home matches should be played. Um, what I will <laughs> say conversation? is it, we can, I, what I will say about that is that they should be played wherever it is best for the team to succeed, whether that's in Toronto, whether that's in Vancouver, whether that's in Montreal, whether it's on Baffin fucking Island, which is not the right answer, but anyway. there's a Baffin fucking Island. There is. I'm sorry. Thanks for the bridge. Oh, Islands. Um, but is that like is that like Canada's hedonism? A little bit. Um, hedonism. What happens? It, what, ha- yeah. what happens in the well, ice castle stays in the ice castle. Um, nice. See through parkers and everything. It's a se- super oh, sexy. Yeah. Hot. So hot. Give you a Canada so goose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, like that's there's and there's going to be there already is like it started within five minutes of the match ending last night about where the games should be i think um and yes people want to see the people want to see them people who haven't had a chance to see them blah 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 blah, blah. but wherever is best for the team wherever is going to cause the less wear and tear on the team in terms of travel because they have to do these quick fly in and out um for the away matches and the home matches so if they're playing a match in the States in on the West Coast, then they play in Vancouver. Just if, be bastards and have it in the coldest fucking places. But but that hurts the Canadian players too. But not as much. Really? <laughs> like how many of them how many of them, you know, live here year round anymore and live in that climate anymore? Yeah, but how many Costa Ricans have? Fair, yeah, fair. If, it's, if it's one versus zero, advantage Canada. Well, no, that's the that's so, so like the November matches because there's only two matches in November. Those are both in Canada. So, um, I'm sure we could like, have a game up in fucking Nunavut, and you know, Nunavut's probably got a football team, and we pick that. That's the eleven that we pick for this particular game against these 11 fucking Costa Ricans, whatever it might be. Oh, you're really good, but have you played in minus 40? No, we do every fucking week. We're going to kick your ass. And that's that's how Canada... Plan. Yeah. Have we ever asked how Greenland gets on with that that philosophy? (laughs) We should ask. We should just one question. Why do you think they're keeping them out of wafer? We should Mm. Greenland. They dominate. This is true. This is true. Will you travel for these matches? Can we travel for these matches? Good question. Better as well. question. Yes. And if there's one of these things where you know there's like two games within a week, and it's let's say like in October or September, whatever it is, and they said, hey, these two games, they're you know there's an away game in between, but whatever, they're both going to happen in Montreal. It's like. Fuck, that's a vacation. I'll take a week in Montreal with two games around it. Sure. That actually sounds really, really nice. Yeah, I know. Doesn't that sound great? I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of all for that. I'm right. totally here for that. Okay, so let's 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 dwell more on Duncan's plan. So <laughs> maybe maybe even Vancouver as well. I mean, have you seen the mountains? Have you? Oh, Did you know there's nice. mountains in Vancouver? I, they're yeah, what? they're they're pretty good. They pretty I go good. as far as saying majestic. Wow. Yes. 
Well, maybe they should have a game there. I could see them up pro- up close and personal. No, there's a roof. You can't. Oh. You can't see anything. Oh, I I've, 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 I've been, been, to, I've been to games there. So, it's pretty spectacular, I got to say. This is, um, this is an empire field or whatever it was called where the Whitecaps played in their first season. And, in Burnaby. Oh, yeah. They but actually had the big view the of the mountains stadium. and everything. The thing was yeah, brilliant. it was lovely. Yeah, yeah not Swangard, not oh, yeah, that, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Weird yeah, place. Yeah. Uh, that that was easily the best stadium in the in in the league, without question. It looked amazing. Hmm. Um, yeah, um, I I hope I can. Uh, that's back to the travel question. I hope I can just personal life schedule. Mm-hmm. But I I certainly would like to. I feel like this is uh, this is a big fucking deal. It's a huge deal. It's um, it's just putting it lightly. I mean, I, I kind of I I'm I feel like I feel like even the most casual Canada supporter, Tony, uh, is more interested in these games, Tony. Now bastard. Then who watched the game in who who watched the game in Creole last and night? And who didn't tell his friends about yeah, watching the yeah. game in Creole last night? Friends so share just YouTube suck, links. Just, you just be quiet. Anyway, Tony. Um, no, but like seriously, if anybody who's just not fair weather, but like, I feel like if you if you were in, like, oh, I'll, I'll get the next one. These are the fucking next ones. You know what I mean? You're not you're not kind of like uh, you you will book that fucking time as if it were your local club's playoff match. I almost said TFC, but we know we know there are people who support other clubs and listen to us. Both of them we appreciate so, so much. Like. You know what I mean? Like this is these. This is the must-see TV that we've never, we haven't had in the last 15, 20 years, especially in this area. Because you know, before pre pre BMO, I mean, they they ain't played at Varsity. No, that that shit's that shit's out west. Like yeah, exactly. It was it was it was it was out west, or it was in Ottawa, and and occasionally in Montreal. I don't. I don't, I don't fault them. I do not fault them. No. So, so now we have games of significant importance, not, not three steps away from the World Cup, but the step to the World Cup. Many of us never seen that door, like in person at a yep. stadium. I'm very much here for this. Mm-hmm. And if it's, and depending on where it is and how, how the world's and the, uh, and, the, and the stars align and schedules and shit, I want to be there for each one of those steps. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm excited at the prospect of, uh, of traveling. Well, as soon as, you know, obviously a lot, of, a lot of pieces are moving in the background to figure out where these games will be played both home and away because they're going to, you know, like I said, one's going one's gonna to lean on the other. You have to account for um, for the travel for you know both both home and and, and opponent right um, so you're looking at you know what's what's the shortest flight what is going to cost you know cause the least wear and tear on the teams um, that sort of thing and in the, you know what again coming out of coming out of the the panorama they're going to be looking at what will allow the most fans because mm-hmm. one money obviously that is that is part of it um but also to have to have those those home crowds to have um that that atmosphere that environment that you that you want for your team um especially in something like this 
is that just going to lead to, well, we have to put the game into the jurisdiction that just doesn't give a fuck. Kind of like how, oh, Hungary is the only country that is allowing full capacity in its stadium. Yeah, presumably not because they've beaten COVID by any means, but just because they don't give a fuck. And so Alberta oh, I think, I think would presumably Hungary, be Edmonton. Hungary had a rule about vaccinations, though. They, they had to be vaccinated. Mm. I will, so, I, that that I, is something I did see. Um, but, presumably, no, no, but sensible provinces are going to have sensible provinces may are going to have public health as their first choice, and you know, are there going to be other provinces that are like you know yeah fuck that let the poor people die if they die we want to have a good fucking time and we'll open up Edmonton to you know thirty or forty thousand or whatever it might be in where they did the Commonwealth Games whatever that stadium's called. Commonwealth Stadium? Is it still called that? I don't know. I don't know if it's still called that. It used to be called mm. that. Oh, you know, Manitoba. Is Manitoba all freaking loosey-goosey with that sort of thing? Can we play at their stadium? You could use the Wibble. Mm. Yes. Ah, that's yes. a good point, yeah. Yes. If, if the CPL, if that's like the place to go, then yeah, maybe we have games in uh, Winnipeg if Winnipeg Nobody doesn't give a shit. Well, who knows? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and again, all those, again, those are all pieces that are moving in the background, right? So mm-hmm. most of the provinces, you know, are just slowly maybe starting to open up. Um, the States is a little, is a little freer, but you know, there's also the questions of, you know, the, the countries uh, in, in Central America. So there's, there's a lot to happen and we will continue to talk about it obviously for the next two and a half months. Cause September 2nd is going to be here really fucking fast. Um, congratulations, men's months. team. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for actually doing this and not fucking it up. Um, it's a nice change. Agreed. We are happy. We are happy. We're Giddy very about happy. it. There Giddy. you go. Giddy. Um, before we leave CanCon, I just want to do touch on the Canadian women's national team. Uh, there are two recent friendlies against Czech Republic and Brazil. Mm. Two clean sheets. Which is great. Yes, yes. But no goals, mm. which is not great. Two clean sheets for the other team as well. Yes, exactly. Four clean, clean sheets. sheets. For Congratulations. Ready for laundry. Yes. Although, clean sheet, like the, the ones against Czech Republic, but clean sheet against Brazil, I. Yeah. Considering they recently lost to Brazil, like quite recently, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. I will mm-hmm. take that. Um, even, even if Marta was getting star treatment from the ref. And I know what you, that's usually, to me, that's usually a basketball thing, but it does happen in soccer and it did happen in this game I was watching. Um, but yeah, the lack of goals for Bev Priestman's side continues to be concerning and will be concerning going into the Olympics. Um, but it was fun to watch at least see some quality on other parts of the pitch for um for team canada but the thing i wanted to highlight was something that the canadian women did um with their with their uniforms um and they did they did two things uh over these friendlies and uh the first match against czech republic uh we missed the first two and a half minutes so we didn't get to see it but we did during brazil um (laughs) that they were honoring the the 215 Indigenous children that were found underneath the remains of the Kamloops Indian Residential School um, by uh, wearing wearing orange ribbons. 
um, as well as wearing rainbow numbers on their kits uh, for Pride Month. But to add on to that, uh, the captain's armband were the colors of the trans flag. Which was, which was a really, which was Ooh. a very classy touch, which was very nice. Mm -hmm. um, not just because, not just because they have uh, Quinn on their team, but just to recognize that, um, you know, as an additional thing that doesn't necessarily, you know, this, you know, trans people, trans rights have been an issue. Um, mm -hmm. There's been and a lot of especially women's sports exactly. has been a so, big like, battleground for trans issues. So yeah, for them to come out and freaking plant their flag on that side of it, good for you guys. Yeah, it was really really heartening to see. So um, very proud of the women's the women's team for for doing that for taking uh, for using their voices for this. So that was to me that was almost more important than the matches. But um, Olympics, if they happen, are coming. So um, find some goals, girls. Find some goals. That would be nice. soccer talk um of course euro is happening as we as we discussed last week and uh i'm sure i'm sure everyone is watching avidly um especially since almost everybody's working from home when they're working so huzzah and the games as duncan and i gleefully discussed last week work very well for our schedules so yes unemployment <laughs> works very well with this it, it just fits right in with my schedule yes. it's fantastic yeah. um so there's been there's been some great games. There's been some terrible games, um, as there is for any major tournament. But the one thing that I wanted to talk about, even briefly, um, was what happened with Christian Eriksen. And everybody knows. And if you were home, you were watching and probably watching. Not probably. I would expect everyone watching in horror as we didn't know what was happening with with him um what i it was it was it was it was so upsetting it's still upsetting just like thinking thinking back um but i do want to mention shout out highlight um his teammates for protecting him mm -hmm. for forming that wall around him to keep eyes off of him while he was well at one point in time apparently dead so fun um but also to the Finnish fans who also helped who passed down flags to help them keep eyes off of him and um to do that to to respect the 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 horrifying thing that everybody was experiencing um in that stadium um and watching from home that that was you know that was that was that was some humanity on display and good for the tv people as well not to just say huh, well we've got that spider cam thing and just maneuver it directly over him and uh, yeah 
we can just see that we don't have to look that way. They could have gotten around that barrier very easily, but they chose they, not to. And so I, still, I still think they could have, I think they could have pulled back even further. But yeah, Duncan, I hadn't even mm. thought about the spider cam. You're right. That's, that's, that's very true. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard because they got a lot of, they got a lot of uh, criticism much yeah. of it rightful the shots of christian harrison's wife and oh that was yeah stuff but i mean at the at the same time unprecedented mm. m mostly unprecedented moment i think we can give a little bit of forgiveness to people who's you know that's their profession is putting in yeah, um, mm -hmm. striking images on screens around the world and yeah maybe they didn't have the time to think and sit back like most people probably would have thought of it after it was like, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe that wasn't the best thing in the moment of like this story that was going around the world. Yeah. You know, decisions were made in hindsight, you'd probably make more sensitive decisions, but uh, easy to easy to sit back and say, all right, well, yeah, just go cut to the studio. Cause then it would have been a different complaint of why am I staring at Gary Lineker staring at a screen, not knowing what to say kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, not a, just just no good answers for a horrible situation. Yeah. Uh, the, the scenes were very jarring. Seeing his like his body under compressions and the defibrillator, that was probably not. You know, I mean, even with his teammates doing yeah, the wall around him, you could see yeah. him. Yeah, uh, very, but very difficult. A very difficult. Uh, just a terrible situation, top to bottom. You know, there was no good. There was no good version to deal with it. No, I mean, it was clearly something important, potentially very horrifying and super newsworthy is happening. And but it's like, hmm, yeah, we're going to go away from this now for a word from our sponsors. Um, yeah, see, I found that just as jarring when TSN, you know, not quite knowing what to do then went to eight minutes of commercials and it seemed very cold. And like, you know, like, you know, you're sitting kind of very shell shocked and you have a car ads blaring at you instead. It was just equally yeah. odd. Yes. Very sort of tough situation with no real obvious answers of the perfect obvious thing to do. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was, yeah, I don't know. I saw someone, I was trying to think about this, like, would I have wanted them to go back to the studio or just focus on the crowd as opposed to focusing on, you know, his sobbing teammates and seeing what was happening behind their legs, that sort of thing. Um, but recognizing that I was still watching and it wasn't that I, you know, it's not, it's not, I wasn't there for the spectacle. And I, I don't think anybody, I, I don't think, I know that nobody I know was, it's that, you know, you just watched it happen. I, I, I just, I just wanted to know that he was okay. I just wanted to like be assured that something good had come of this, and yeah, and yeah, to that, have, I mean, you're right. Like, that, that was a big part. Yeah, that sense of you know, like like I I I talked I talked to all of you that while it was happening, like I was I was crying constantly. Like I could not stop crying because I thought we were watching somebody die. I yeah. really did, and. I wanted very much for him not to be dead. And I wanted to know as soon as I could possibly know. And, and it felt, it almost felt wrong to change the channel or to turn away, mm -hmm. to like deny what was happening in front of us. It's such, it's such a, it's such an odd 
thing to and, explain and, I, and no experience. no I, I think you're right though and and that, that's you know when people was like oh you could have changed the channel you could have gone away well no it was you were watching a i know it's sport but it was a global news event yeah and you wouldn't you know turn away from something similarly affecting millions of people watching alongside with you and the part of it yeah and that was what i want is like i i, I have to know what the, like it seems silly we're not related or you know connected yeah. other than being fans to christian erickson but yeah he, there was something human in you that wanted to know that the outcome was going to be good and you're you're desperately waiting for something good even though it looked really horrible but you weren't waiting for to hear the horrible news you were waiting to hear please don't let that horrible news come out exactly. and i don't want to i don't want to tune out i don't want to tune away because i don't want to because yeah like you said i want to know that that terrible outcome didn't happen yeah so yeah. Anyway, I mean, Jesus, like how, how to judge, how to judge that moment. Like you can't, it's, there's, there's no rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was watching for the same reason. Like there's, I wasn't watching Like, I think it's crazy to think that, that there were people who got more interested because of the potential mortality, you know, uh, I, I was I was strictly watching because I wanted to make sure he was okay. I needed to know. I, yeah. I I needed to know that everything was okay. Whether he was dead on the pitch for a few minutes, as long as he's not dead, you know, you can. Medical science is good. Like you can do things. Science is good. And and I I I, I needed the comfort. I needed to know. Mm-hmm. And like once. Like basically, like my shoulders relaxed once I saw the, the was it Associated Press photo of him eyes open, hand on his head, as coming off, yeah, on the side like, that's, all, that's all I wanted. Off, yeah, yep. That's all I wanted. I don't need a diagnosis. That that could be for tomorrow. I don't need to know anything. I don't even. I don't need to know what happened. Is it, clearly shit happened. It's distress. You know, like you could see like the urgency. I don't need an explanation, a play by play of that. Just tell me the dude's okay. He was okay. I'm at peace. We're good. I hope he's fine. I hope he recovers. I hope he has a full full recovery. Resume service with Inter. You know, I want I don't want any ill out of this because we the ill was the thing itself. Right? Um and and back to the whole like, you know, the camera work and whatnot. I I felt like the while the cutting to crying spouses was kind of insensitive and i feel like and i might be giving too much for granted to 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 media but um i suspect you don't really plan for the shit and in the throes of the panic of like okay all i know is that i as long as i keep it off of you know the person trying to be revived out of respect to them i need to i need to fill this airspace switch to camera two, switch to the camera three. And regardless of how tasteless it was at the moment, at the moment, I feel like whoever was calling the shots was just making sure they didn't go back to camera four, which was pointed right at him. So like, I under, like I can, I can empathize to that degree. I, I weirdly took comfort in the fact that the play-by-play guys just shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm just like stadium wide stadium shots, letting them react. I felt like I was in the stadium. Yeah. I felt like I was, and, and, and 
in a weird comforting I'm with you kind of mm -hmm. way, not in the sense of like why am I being dragged into this? Obviously, like we're not there for the the sadness. We're there for the happiness. Yeah. So I like I felt like that was as good as it was going to get, given nobody obviously saw this coming. Nobody prepared for the shit. And given the outcome, which is that he's still here. I think that I think it was done as well as it could be, given that it was how fucked up it was. So. Mm -hmm. um, and. Uefa's reaction and forcing the team to start up again in like an hour or two hours. Oh, fuck that noise. Yeah. Yes. The TV part that's, of it. That's the real issue with all of this. As good yeah. as could be done, yes. Yeah. And oh, the, yeah, worst like, part of, the worst part the, of that to me is the, like, this, like, hero, kind of faux heroic thing. They're saying, well, Christian Erickson wanted to. He, he called them up and said, play with me. Ooh, talk about someone who, A, isn't in the right state of mind to make that call, but B, I'm sorry, there should be people above that who are, you know, reticent of uh, physical and mental effects of this on all the players who were just standing yeah. around their friend who thought he was about to die. Exactly. Um, and, but of course we know behind this is TV revenue and advertising and scheduling and logistics and how that affects the, you know, the broadcasts of the, tournament and that had a lot more to do with it than you know Chris, do it for christian exactly which is how they to tried do. to spin it so yes. desperately you know like the feel good you yeah. know oh we're doing it like they were they were the players wanted to keep going during the warm-up no. for that whatever that five minute finishing the half mm -hmm. kind of thing they're traumatized you could see it and to have and to hear and to hear what their choices were. Well, it's either finish it now or come back tomorrow morning while you've probably not slept and are still yeah. trying to process what you just went through. There's well, no there was, other way. No other way yeah. they could have worked this out. Like, fuck off. Of course there was. There, there was another case of another player, and forgive me, I can't remember his name, who had a heart attack on, or cardiac arrest, I can't remember, on the field, went on his own power to the dressing room and later and, had a secondary one and died and died in the dressing so room. Yeah. So it's not like they knew he was completely out of the woods just because they got a single message from him. Yeah. And I was like, this is like not even an hour. Yeah. It was anyway, that was, it was, it was very wafer. Yeah. And to see, Rem and remember to have... when they were the good guys against the super league a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the good guys. Well, yeah. And, and like, and Denmark's coach has been, pretty vocally speaking out against it um yeah. which i well, i'm but i'm glad i'm glad he is right like and obviously sure. wasn't happy on the day either it was kind of like and a couple of the players have also spoken out which is good um and props to kevin kilban um who hit from from the, as it was all happening on the tsm broadcast was like no, this is stupid. They absolutely should not be playing. I can't believe they're playing. And like, didn't waver. Wasn't like giving in to any, well, he's like, no, doesn't matter. This should not be happening, you know? Because I think, I, I don't know if he was, if he'd been at a match where something like that happened. Um, even without well, the, the, la the last time this happened was uh, in, in a big match was Fabrice Muamba uh, yes. during FA Cup for Bolton against Spurs, oh, and that I, match I was called that. Out. Oh my yeah, god! And then when yeah. he, and then when he tweeted at Christian on on the day, yeah. I was just like, oh, waterworks. I mean again. that ma and that match was was called off with no, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, okay, it was a night match. It was FA Cup, not exactly the same as within the the scope of the tournament, but, but still, still, this is just just yeah, 
even the next day would have been fast, but fast, but acceptable. But yeah. You know, and like I just think on in the next then, day. Yeah. And then I think losing the match just confounded the, for, for fans, I think maybe, I think the players, you know, the injustice was there, but I mean, having, the, having to lose the match in, on top was just the, the shit on top of yeah. two shit options, you know, for, yeah. for the team. So anyway. Yeah. So it, and it is, it's, it's, yeah. So it's. it's Pulling for Denmark to have a big two match comeback. Right. I know. Um, yeah. It, and I'm so thankful though that he is he is he seems to be whatever okay but he is you know awake and talking and existing and posting on social media and um the prognosis is good and all of those things at you know like that is what is currently happening so you know wonderful news um for that outcome was the best outcome you could ask for um so that is that is great and um really really beautiful to see former teammates and current teammates honoring him um in their matches um on different social medias that sort of thing that's all been that's all been very very lovely and to see the to see the footballing community come together um hugely important right so oh sports right relaxing and fun and it's an escape um but speaking of sort of an uplifting um moment in sport uh one of our favorite players mls players uh just one of our favorite players kai kamara who at this moment i think still does not have an mls club which is insane because it's kai kamara and what is wrong with you people yeah um he should be in mls like forever for the uh, entirety until the league goes bust and some kind exactly. of crazy thing in the future, some team should be employing Kai Kamara. I agree. I, th- I think. I think that. Every, I think. You know, I, hear, I, hear, I hear Toronto team, might need a striker. I don't know. Um, every, every new expansion team should get Kai Kamara. Get a chance. Exactly. He, yeah. he, he. Not everyone has had a turn with him yet, so it's not only fair. Um, but he plays his international. Um, football for Sierra Leone since that's where he's from and he just uh just the other day um scored uh, a penalty for Sierra Leone which for the first uh time in 25 years um gets them to their first uh AFCON uh tournament which is amazing which is amazing. And that's very, very, very exciting. And it was great. Of course, it, it just, and it just felt very iconic. You know, it's Kai Kamara scoring a penalty it was, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it made me, it made me very happy for him and for them. And uh, I thought that that was, you know, 36 year old Kai Kamara, you know, just getting his country <laughs> to uh, their first Africa, Africa cup of nations. I just think it's great. It's definitely a very good news story. Yes. Good for them. Good for him. Yes. And seriously, somebody signed Kai Kamara to a fucking contract. What's wrong with you people? So what does your daddy think? Forget what they think. Forget what they think. Yeah.
of the team that I think should have by now, it's been our turn for at least five years, sign Kai Kamara. It is time for TFC Talk to close off the show. Um, and we are going to talk about Josie Altidore, shockingly, I know, but only a little bit because there's still a, a big umbrella of no news is good news, regardless of recent interviews with Ali Curtis and Chris Armas, which was basically them saying a whole lot of nothing, especially Chris Armas, um, who needs better media training. Because instead of declining to comment, you just you just say something like, "Hope you know, I'm hopeful for the best outcome for everybody." You say something like that instead of "I decline to comment." You know, like you just seriously. Does no one teach coaches these things? They teach players these things. Um, so yeah, so there was they had a press conference the other day and talked about, um, you know working on the situation and yeah, you know, we love Josie and we just, you know, we just, we want the, I think Curtis said, we want the best outcome for everybody, but we all, all options are on the table. Like it just, it's very dramatic. Like everything is open. We don't know what the options are, but they're all. Does that include Chris Armas's replacement? That didn't didn't seem to be, sorry. Well then not everything's on the table. (laughs) Um. But and Josie Altidore, Chris Armas's replacement. I mean, you know, if, if he's not really that good of a player anymore, whatever, but Toronto legend, make him be coach. Oh, hey. there we go. If you're well, going to put it on the table. TSC, like former players become coaches, right? Isn't that how this oh, works? See, yeah. When, when things I'm, crazy, I'm the crazy old days, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very least, the front office job. But yeah, it wasn't the. <laughs> Hi. Um, it wasn't the most. <laughs> get your own gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that I, trademark office early in the morning. Yeah, no exactly. Like, come on, man. Um, it wasn't the most. Again, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't an illuminating interview, other than to say that you know it's a complicated situation. And it has it has all these has all these layers to it, and all the options are on the table, and blah blah blah. Um, and yes, the team morale is low because you've got players that look up to Josie Altidore and all this stuff, right? Uh, and one thing that is interesting that's come out of all of this is like, they haven't suspended him. They haven't fined him or anything like that. Like, it's just this, you can't train with us, mean girl thing, whatever is happening in the background. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. so... It definitely gives the idea that, you know, TFC don't think that they're in the wrong. They're not trying to make things better with Josie. They are, yeah, yeah, sure, if you make the effort, then you can come back. But, yeah, this is on you to to fix this, is very much the atmosphere that uh, TFC are currently giving off, which... Yeah. And it also seems like this, uh, that this is not Armas's first time trying to make a point of, you With know, a player, yeah. showing a player who's boss. I saw that. And yeah, interesting. I, I don't, I, 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 uh, I have to be honest and say, I don't know much about the other situations, but, um, seemed a little bit of it. it was like, it made my ears prick up a bit. You'd hate to think that, you know, that that was this putting his stamp on his leadership by 
by ostracizing a player who's done great service for the club. So let's hope not. But yeah, the whole thing just is now becoming weird public dirty laundry and like it's not good management i thought i thought the whole modus operandi of uh, new tfc was you know all this stuff was kept indoors and we didn't do all this uh outdoor drama anymore but uh not that i'm complaining i missed this i missed the crazy but uh yeah it's uh it's ugly and i don't think they're reading the room very well either uh you know, I think everybody reasonably who watches TFC, you know, has kind of said the same thing about Altador and Lazio. Well, you know, probably winding down, pretty injury prone. If if there's a move for him and we can get something, sure, why not? You know, we appreciate him. Most fans, you know, have enjoyed him and this and that. I don't think there's a hell of a lot of love on the other side, the Ali Curtis Armas side from the fans right now. But uh, not, not, yeah. that, not that not that popularity polls should uh, dictate what the club does, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think they're on the right side of history on this one. No, and it is a, a basic. Whoo, you know, it, it's about the badge on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back, kind of thing that I think you know, TFC are hoping to expect some kind of loyalty, just straight up to the club rather than any individual player. I mean, that's the only thing they've got going for them. And yeah, I think, you know, Altador is a very, has been very successful. He's a very sort of popular, charismatic guy. And it says, yeah, no, I think he, uh, he is going to outweigh that, uh, that particular um, theory. They're talking to his agent still. Every time they mention him, it's, oh, yeah, we've, had, we've talked to his agent. So the, the, the fact that they're not talking. Um, and again, Josie continues to be very quiet on social media, except for to, like, you know, give props to, you know, a teammate or something, right? So, like, no, no cryptic tweets, no no pointed messages or anything. So he's, you know, he, he's keeping very quiet, right? Um, as well, which I do find interesting because again, Josie's not shy, right? So I feel like, I feel like there's a big biding of time going on. And yeah, ultimately this is not gonna, it doesn't feel like ultimately this will come out in favor of TFC management in terms of public perception. Um, Speaking of, of a cryptic part of it, the part that was kind of mentioned, I don't know if it was in the interview or afterwards, it was about the effects, you know, the whole situation's having on the rest of the squad. Yeah, and the one of the comments, of the team. One of the comments was how it's affecting some of the younger players who look up to Josie Altador. Yep. I was like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so step two of the youth movement after quitting the youth movement <laughs> is to then show the youth that the player they looked up to is uh now Been a pariah, ostracized. Yeah, yeah. It's pariah yeah. yeah this is this is this is yeah it's uh it's going well guys going yeah well. so this yeah this international break has done wonders for tfc um and yeah like there's a match there's a there's a match in three days and he's not gonna play every indication is that that's not happening. He's still away from the team. Um, there is an interview and there is a Pete, not interview, there's a piece in the athletic that, you know, quotes a lot of sources and stuff about the team trying to shop Josie and 
that they don't like his salary anymore for his production. It's like, well, fuck you. You signed him to that salary. So suck it up, buttercups. Um, But also that he would prefer to be back training with the team. He doesn't want to be training by himself. But again, these are all unnamed sources. So who knows if they're all just named Josie Altador. I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, it's, 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 it's just, yeah, it's just not good. In slight defense of the club, they're sure. caught in a they're caught in a catch twenty two. Oh, for uh, sure. With not making the situation that led to this public, which then makes you know it. Not that I feel anyone should be named and shamed, but if people had a better perception of what the disagreement was, then perhaps judgment management versus player tips in either direction. Yeah, having it be having it be so. Um, you know, under the, the rug shrouded in secrecy it, yeah. it makes people, uh, people are going to lean to the person they feel the most for. And that's nine out of 10 times is going to be Josie in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. Well, so that's not happening. And then Jefferson Salteldo, LDFA, who was, you know, Who's that again, then? One of one of the, one of the injured players, but still called to the the Venezuelan team. Um, but and I haven't been able to find actual confirmation, except for I saw some people talking about it on Twitter that it had been mentioned on a broadcast because a bunch of the Venezuelan players tested positive for COVID. Venezuela had to call up like fifteen new players to fill out their Copa America squad. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, twelve <laughs> players and. Again, I didn't. I wasn't watching the match, and so I just saw a couple of people talking about it, saying that on the broadcast they just said that Joseph Martinez and Soteldo were two of the players who tested positive. Mm. So, Soteldo, and so you know, they, they've come with the, like the red wine. They've got the nice, the fancy red wine, and so oh, this is going wrong. <laughs> they've had to reach for the box down at the exactly. back of the country. Yeah. All right, here's the boxed red wine. This is what we'll play with today. This is not good vino tinto. <laughs> no. But but now apparently apparently Soteldo is back in Florida with the team. So does he have COVID or is he injured or is he not? But everybody injured? has COVID in Florida. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, there's that too. Because they're they're still talking like, you know, he's not going to play on Saturday probably. But like like he's not that injured. But then everyone else was saying no, he's out for weeks. But then Venezuela, like it's again, it's one of those really bizarre. What is actually happening with this player? How hurt is he? And you know, it's just someone give us a, a definitive answer about just one player's condition whose name isn't Michael Bradley. I think hey, would be nice. Expecting a lot out of that one, aren't you? Yeah, I know. I am. I know. I know. Silly me. Silly me. I'm just. Yeah, I have these silly expectations. I don't know what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. All right. So there is a match this weekend. MLS is back. Um, and no, we're not going to talk about whatever they're closed door friendly, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Unless everybody was playing with cigarettes and then, you know, that's all that would really matter in that match. Um, so they play Orlando this Saturday. Um, is this a home game or an away game? <laughs> I think technically it's an away Neutral game. venue. <laughs> it's 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 yeah it's 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 uh i believe this one let me just double check um oh no no this one's a home game sorry sorry they're home 
Oh, well, sure, that, that changes everything. That changes everything. Well, no fans. There'll be no fans in the stands. Mm. So, um, night match, <laughs> 7.30, uh, 7.30 p.m. Um, so, first game back after three weeks with whatever has been going on. Players have been players have been home. Pozuelo had another kid. Um, in that time? Yeah, like just that just, is some gestation. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, hey, come on, he's VP. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. He's got most some valuable pregnancy. Valuable I know, but um, he's impressive. Most valuable pregnancy. Most pregnancy. His wife had one had another child. Um, anyway, so he mm. went home for that. So players, players, and and staff have. You know, got got a little R and R before having to come back to Florida. Um, so they should all be refreshed. One hopes. Um, of course, Orlando beat TFC uh, a month ago. Not even a month ago, but then again, who hasn't been beating TFC these days? Um, yes, it's early in the season. Blah blah blah. This is like this is this break was supposed to bring them together now again they continue to loan young players to tfc2 because tfc2 after their first game have gone completely into the basement they've lost like seven games in a row um like father like son (laughs) so they uh i don't know i don't know i don't know which of the young players might be with the senior club this weekend although they're all playing in and around the same places so they're probably just you know, and they're allowed to be called up at a moment's notice if needed. So Luke Singh is the most recent uh, TFC2 uh, designate. So um, good luck, Luke. I hope you guys win tonight so you get to come back to the first team. Uh, so yeah, so TFC are very close to the basement uh, in the Eastern Conference right now. And, you know, just obviously having a rough start. Orlando, much different. Um, still being successful under uh, Oscar Pereja, third in the East, um, with a very, very good defensive record. Uh, they've only allowed four goals. Now, they don't score that many, but all you have to do is score more than your opponent, right? Science. Um, but they have one of the best defensive records in the league, in fact. Um, second best after after Seattle. So that's... For a team like T- for a team like TFC that is struggling to score goals, um, that's not good. Again, so yeah, fun. Who's looking forward to some non-Euro soccer this weekend? Yeah. No one. Hey. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've watched. I've watched too much already. I, mm, whatever. Yay. You'll miss All it when right. it's gone, Dunk. Oh, I'll, I'll miss a what now? You'll miss it when it's gone. Uh, true. I will. But it's all right there right now and really busy. And <laughs> I've got no time for this MLS. <laughs> all right. Um, player to watch. Harry Kane. Um, I, <laughs> In the Orlando game. Oh, oh, we're still talking about that? Yeah, yeah. we have to. That's how we're finishing. That's how we're finishing uh, I'll go show. with Seba Mendez. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, 
Almeida da, da, da Cunha. Because Almeida, what? Right, exactly. What now? He's number 17 on your score sheet, number one. In number your two in our hearts. What? Yeah. Um, uh, midfielder, Portuguese, probably haven't heard of him. Um, yeah, he's. He's he's got uh, he's got a good st- good statistical haul going right now. He's got three goals, so which is league leader. And honestly, I'm just basically begging off of Hackendelli for somebody, Kristen. So well, we know who takes that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Thanks for leaving Hackendelli for me. Yay. Is, is I don't know why I'm happy. Yeah. Is Daryl Deke back from? Well, he's obviously no, not playing for Barnsley yeah. anymore. But is he actually playing for Orlando? I don't know. Actually, that's a really good question because he seems like the natural. Yeah, I don't know if he's actually. Presumably, they're going to give him a break at some point. But who knows? Is B right there? Mm, so he's back training. Um, and uh, does it say whether or not they expect him to play this weekend? Mm. Doesn't say he's not going to play this weekend, Ooh. potentially with DK involved. Uh, so, you know, again, it's back with the team training. So presumably as long as he's not injured, at least you'd expect to see him on the subs bench. Mm-hmm. You would mm-hmm. think. And there you go. He's got a lot of freaking Barnsley experience. You you can't go wrong with that kind of thing. Nope. nope. That, that sort of cachet you cannot buy. Orlando's the Barnsley of Florida. Mm. Uh, just checking Orlando's website, Sylvester Van der Water is still listed as age zero on uh, Orlando's uh, website. The baby. <laughs> yes. Look at the babe. Oh <laughs> Date of birth, February 26, 2021. That's still That's there. Amazing. Mm. How is no one fixed this? Goo goo gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, my god. Oh that's fantastic. That that's mm, my new favorite thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um predictions for this game. No one cares. <laughs> Would make one anyway. No, that's my prediction. I no predict one, that no I'll forget cares. what time it starts. <laughs> <laughs> Two nil Orlando. Um I'm gonna go with watching it out of guilt. Two nil Orlando. I'm going to go with watching highlights because I forgot it was on. 2-0 Orlando. Um, I'm going to uh, go with missing most of it because it happens during my regularly scheduled family Zoom call. Uh, 2-1 Orlando. Oh. Mm. Look at you with the truth. Yep. And the optimism. I know. Yeah. I can't help myself. Uh-huh. And a um, family. <laughs> damn them damn them for taking me away from this game that I really wanted to watch oh man darn it so upset crashed alright that is our show for this week oh dear lords um, please join us next week when you know we might manage to record a show under two hours who knows um, where we will look ahead to the Wibble in Winnipeg um, wibble, wibble. as the Campiel season kicks off next weekend. Probably talk some more can sock because hopefully some other details have uh, trickled out and see if the 
Josie situation has been sorted with TFC and whatever else is happening in the world of footy that we feel like talking about. I have been joined by the entire Vocal Minority podcast panel to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. I am generally happy about Canada. Do I think it's particularly impressive? Maybe not so much, but I'm generally happy to be there. Definitely. Hello. Out on the tweet machine at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walls. Let's see how I do against better opposition. <laughs> uh, on the, in the Twitter verse at Kitner and Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for your continuous kindness. We absolutely appreciate it. We got shirts. It's on our Zazzle page, uh, which you can find on the uh, website for our little podcast. And um, yeah, uh, uh, audio too. Uh, You can find it on your options bar. You click on it where you can switch the uh, uh, stream qualities you know 720 480 that other odd number there's a tab at the top for audio where you can switch to audio too where you get the best in french play-by-play on this show amazing (laughs) two softwares doing amazing things tony in the background i thought we just had albanian closed captioning that's great um, as for me, you could find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it. Second podcasting avec les qui ont cinq ans.